What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Devils, excuse me, Wednesday, this is the State of the Fan Address, episode 151, streaming live on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter Live, and Twitch on the Primetime Radio Network. I'm your host, Sam Wu, here with Pucks and Pitchforks blog, editor-in-chief, Nick Villano. Tonight's podcast title is, I couldn't think of anything, Devils in Fantasyland. I don't know why I I chose that, but Devils in Fantasyland. We got a special guest coming up. One of the original guests that this podcast has ever had. His name is Chris Wassel. He'll be on very shortly. Nick, how are you, my friend? There's a lot of chatter on Twitter. About the Devils, because that March 21st deadline, NHL trade deadline, is coming up soon. And I think a lot of people are speculating some moves can be made. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot on the line right now. Um, I don't don't really know what exactly... You know, I, I got a lot of flack on Twitter this week because I wrote about the Jesper Bratt rumor that the Devils will make him possibly available, and 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 people didn't like that. Um, Vinny also wrote about it. He didn't get as much flack as me, but Vinny usually gets more flack than me, so I'm not going to complain about that. But here's the thing: is that I don't think you know it. It, it all came from Daily Faceoff. And Frank Saravalli, and Frank Saravalli is is he he has enough receipts at this point that he doesn't just say things. It, it's very telling that the promotion of his of his podcast he used the clip where he said that Jasper Bratt might be available. He made he made it a point to make that you know it's not something that we pulled out of nowhere. Sam Daily Faceoff used that to promote. What the the Frank Cervelli podcast and Frank Cervelli again, he's not just a rumor monger. He's not just the guy who pulls things out of his you know where and, and just kind of throws it out there and and see if like like he he wasn't saying you know he I guess he kind of framed it as I wonder if Jesper Brett is available, 
Well, we I you know we know that teams are asking about him. Teams are asking about a lot of things. And if you ask me, Sam, there are two players this year that are getting hard nose, and that's Nico Heischer and Jack and Jack Hughes. Um, and, you know, there's a couple of prospects like they're not trading Luke Hughes. Um, I'd be hard pressed to see them trade Alexander Holtz. I'd be hard pressed to see them trade, you know, a, a couple other guys. But I think they're listening to everything. You know, I think Dawson Mercer's on the list too. I don't think they're ever going to trade Dawson Mercer for anything right now. They're just it, there's no upside to trading that kind of an asset at this point in the rebuild. Somebody who could play center and wing, somebody who's doing well with Hughes right now. I don't see the value in that. But I think everything else is on the table. You know, whether it's roster players like Pavel Zaka and and Jesper Bratt and Miles Wood, you know, I know we haven't seen him all year, but he's a player that people might be interested in because he still has RFA rights. Um, Michael McLeod and Nathan Bastian, you know, I don't think you're going to get the value of, of them where it would be worth trading, but I think people are going to ask. If somebody comes to you, Sam, and you've seen the impact that Nathan Bastian's made on this team, if somebody gives you a first-round pick for Nathan Bastian, are you going to take that? I would. I would. You know, you, you got to play value here. Um, do I think somebody's giving you a first-round pick for Nathan Bastian? No, he was on waivers earlier this year, and we won out the waivers. Um, I don't think somebody's going to give you a first-round pick for a player who, um, you know, they at one point had no value, and now, you know, he has immense value to the Devils specifically because of their lack of grit and, and ability to hit. You know, he's already leading the team in hits by a lot. Um but if a team comes to you and says, "Here's a first round pick for that asset," I think I think you take that. Even you know, I, I think that's that's where his value, you know, that's where his value is the Devils. Anything less, I'm not really considering. But so you know, if someone's going to wow you for any of the pieces on your roster right now, or any of the prospects, you know, if somebody really likes Shakir Mukhamadulin, or really likes even our first round pick, I think is up for grabs in the right deal. Problem is, it has to be the right deal, and it's it's harder to get those right deals at the trade deadline than it is to get them in the off season. I think when t- more teams are looking to reshuffle the deck in the off season, uh, I think the Devils are one of the few teams looking to reshuffle the deck now, though, and there could be value in that. But when it comes to Jesper Bratt, I don't see the value. I don't. I don't. I think you lose every Jesper Bratt trade you make. I think it's almost impossible to make a Jesper Bratt trade where you're getting equal value on the other side. Um, and that's because there's just not, you know, the only trade I could think of, there's two two that come to mind, Sam. One would be for uh, Alex Dabrinkit of the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Um, and the other would be for... Rasmus Dahlin of the Buffalo Sabres. Two very different trades. Dabrinkit is another small forward who's good at scoring. He has a lot of good numbers up and down, you know, whether you're an analytics guy or, or an eye test guy. Everything kind of, like, works out for him, and, and he's clearly somebody who could turn into maybe even, like, a Braden Point type, which is wonderful. Um, but, you know, Chicago is another team that said that might be for sale right now. Um, and, and with Marc-Andre Fleury saying he might want to just stay in Chicago, that takes an asset off the table for them that, that they were looking to trade. You know, that that might make them more looking into reshuffling the deck and making a move for Dabrinkit. Um, and then for Darlene, who knows what Buffalo's doing? Um, and who knows what else could be in that trade? It's definitely not going to be a one-for-one Darlene for Brat. It would be a lot more more to go with that. And I just, I don't... I feel like Dahlin would have to start pushing the envelope and, and, and getting the front office to know he doesn't want to be there anymore for it to actually go down like that. But those are two names that intrigued me. I really tried to find a goalie that made sense. Spencer Knight is somebody I considered. Um, Vinny wrote about that a little bit. Um, Jesper Wallstead is somebody I mentioned. Um, they, you know, uh, Minnesota is in a, in a weird spot right now. And... They do need a goalie, so I, I don't think they would do it. But their window is right now, and I don't think Wallstead is ready to carry a, a playoff team. And next year, they're in a pretty bad way when it comes to the cap. So it, it might not work either way. But 
trying to make a goalie work, which to, which is the one thing you really need to fix when you're the Devils. I just don't see a team giving up a, a star level goalie, somebody who who's going to make an automatic fix. There's a lot that can happen. Heck, I don't know, Sam. The Devils could trade for Carey Price. That would be weird, but you know, it, it, it would take a lot. I don't really want to take on that contract after he hasn't played all season, but. Wouldn't you feel a lot better going into next season with Mackenzie Blackwood and Carey Price than than anything else out there? If you really, like Sam, if you really want to, if the main goal is to just end this torture, end this just dread of what this 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 era of Devils hockey is, would you not at least consider t- taking the best goalie of this era? Even, you know... He's had some mental health issues this year, but maybe it's good for him because it also lets him rest a body that's been overworked for the past decade. You know, there's a lot there's a lot going on here. I know I've thrown a lot at you, Sam, but what's what's kind of your initial thoughts of all this? You know, I don't like to do things half ass. So, you know, right now, if Nico Dawes or Schmid would be the future, just this is a what. It, an if scenario. Uh, to have uh, Fitzgerald right now has failed twice in getting a veteran goaltender mm-hmm. with the Devils, but they don't. Co- they didn't cost the Devils that much. They yeah, didn't just money. They just money, and they have cap space, and they've got one more. You know, after this season, one more, uh, one more year with the Bernier deal. And we don't know his health at all, really. So here lies the question, and this is a – I still – and again, I, I still believe the Devils are two years away of being on the cusp of a playoff spot. Getting a goaltender now is not going to solve all of the Devils' problems. It will – mask some of the devil's problems it would be nice to be competitive but carry price no uh i if they're if if fitzgerald's gonna pull off a big trade for a number one goaltender it's gonna be with the team with salary cap issues or some kind of financial problem and i i haven't looked at it so don't kill me by saying it yeah but could you pluck Anyone out of Tampa? Are you talking about Vas- because they're the not trading cap- Vasilevsky? They're not trading Vasilevsky. So they would trade everybody else but him at this point. You think? I mean, yeah, I mean Vasilevsky is the best goal in the league. They're not. They're not going to lose that asset. Um, the 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 people who I think are are never leaving Tampa are Braden Point, Steven Stamkos, um, Vasilevsky, and Hedman. I think they trade Kucherov before they trade any of those four. So. Fair enough. Fair you know, enough. I think, I, I'm and, just and, only pointing out an example of a salary cap potentially. Yeah. You got to. You got to. You got to take one. And, and uh, Ryan McDonough still has a lot of value. So if they if they were in in a bad way, um, they would just trade Ryan McDonough. So I, I think that's kind of the deal. Um, you know, and there's other deals that they can make with you know Palat and a couple other guys on that roster that they you know they could they would hurt their bottom six. But, you know, there's moves that they can make. You know, that is the, yeah. is the point of the story. Um, I, I uh, You know, Sam, I really I, – I pined across the league to see where it was even possible to to blow a guy – blow somebody out of the water and try to get somebody out of somewhere. Um, well, to tell you the truth, I, I thought Fitzgerald missed an opportunity when the Dallas Stars goaltender was on waivers back in oh, November or December. Kudobin? Kudobin, uh, yeah. I, I don't think it's a bad I don't think it's a bad move because you're not really giving up much. The problem is he would has you have a to... year left on his contract. Yeah, so and then would, the problem be, is with Bernier. Yeah. But you're going to have to eat one con- – you know, I, I'm not sure Bernier is going to be here next year. No, I'm not probably based on be. rumor. But the, even with the buyout, you know, he would be spending $9 million on Hudobin and Blackwood, and I don't know if that – if your problem is solved, you know what I mean? 
But I just don't. I, I wouldn't mortgage the future for a goaltender at this point. You know, I I truly believe. I truly believe right now it, it could be Schmid or Dawes in the future. I like Dawes. I really like Dawes. I've always. Are you liked part of Dawes. the Dawes pound? Are you uh, part of the sure. Dawes pound? I didn't know that was a. Th- I didn't yeah. know that was a thing. Oh, but Steve. I, oh, Steve Tardis talks about the Dawes pound. It's like the rage right now. Oh, wow. I buy Dawes. Buy Dawes. Dawes eat Dawes. It looks like Steve's out of the comment section today. We got no Steve Tardis in the comment section. He's gonna he's gonna feel real bad about himself when he comes when he comes in and watches our uh, watches the replay of the podcast. He was like, "They mentioned me. Oh, where's my comment?" Um, Oh, oh, we got to get our next guest on. Sorry, uh, we're getting carried away. Yeah, it's all good. We're we're getting Chris Wassel on. We haven't had him on in a little while. We've been trying to find the right time, and somebody mentioned his name when I was asking around about trade deadline people. Um, and, and we're excited to talk to him about a lot of the rumors that's going on. He writes, I didn't even know where, which he writes for so many websites. I didn't know which one to put down. He writes for full press hockey. He writes for, for the, some of the rumor sites. Um, he writes about daily fantasy. He writes for the game day. This is, this is his byline, uh, writer for full press coverage, the game day, Vegas sports betting, fantasy SP number fire, NHL rumors and Roto baller. He's a, FSWA member, um, you know, he's somebody who writes for just about anybody. I, I'm surprised I, I I haven't hired him at this point. Uh, but Chris Wassel is just somebody. He knows a lot. He's been around hockey at all levels for a long time. So I'm excited to get him on to kind of opine about some of these rumors and see what's going on with the Devils because, you know, it's rumor season right now. Like, I thought, I thought it was going to be really – I, I didn't think there was going to be a lot of smoke around the Devils. I really didn't. I thought there was going to be some Zaka smoke. You know, some teams looking to, you know, maybe Zaka is a player that we want. And I thought that was going to be the big rumor. I thought that was the one that was going to blow everybody away when that came out a few weeks ago. I thought that was it. You know, maybe the Devils, you know, are, are looking to move Zaka. Then we got tied to Besser. Then we got, then other teams are getting tied to Brat. There's so much going on with this Devils team now that I did not expect. Sam, you're back already. Look at that. Um, uh, well, not exactly. Uh, it's going straight to voicemail. Oh, he no. must be busy. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. He's calling. Uh, keep talking. Okay. He's calling us. He's calling. Oh, well, that's good. It's good when the guest calls you. Shows excitement. Shows. Shows a, a factor of, of happiness. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I went too far with that one. But yeah, so I, I think that the Devils are are in a situation. And, and Jerry in the comments section of Facebook says, I like that same think big. And I was talking about Vasilevsky. You're not, we're not getting Vasilevsky. Do you know somebody who I would... So the one guy I was thinking of when I did this, I, I talked about Dreger on, on Seattle. He's somebody who would make a lot of sense. Somebody who would make no sense to move right now is John Gibson of Anaheim. I don't think he's available. I don't. This is why you have to go and you have to throw, you know, would you what what would you have to do to get somebody like that? You'd have to throw you'd have to throw in Dawson Mercer. And I just don't I don't think that they're gonna ever come up to a, a an agreement that's even worth talking about. Sam, you're back again. I'm back again. Uh, I was just listening in. Uh look, we've gone this far. If you blow it up now, I'm going to even be more pissed because I really do believe in two years this will all come together, and we still haven't seen the fruits of Tom Fitzgerald's work with some of these first-round picks since he became the interim GM of the Devils. Or was he interim or was he GM? I don't remember. He was interim during the draft, and then he he got it after the draft. It's a very weird situation. I hope he got a big fat raise, though. That would be cool. We'll see. Yeah. All righty. So our next guest, he's one of the original guests of the Let's Go Devils podcast years ago. Probably in before it was season one. Or was it season oh. one? I don't remember. His name is Chris Wassel. He's a Jersey guy. He's a hockey writer extraordinaire. You can find him on Twitter at Chris Wassel DFS. 
Chris, you're on with Sam and Nick. How are you, my friend? Good evening, boys. Feels like a long time no talk. I know. It's been a while. I, I've been waiting for the right time. Um, and, and somebody brought up your name this week, and I was like, you know what? Let's let's get Chris back on. Let's get Chris to talk some rumors. You ready to talk some rumors, Chris? I'm I'm always ready to talk rumors. I mean, you know, I, I joke with everybody. It's like, oh, they're bringing that dick on again. Sometimes you gotta get you gotta you gotta go and hit the well again. Sometimes you just it, it just makes sense. You gotta get the guy that everybody knows and loves, and that's you, Chris. We we love having you on the Let's Go Devils podcast. The state of the fan address. You were you were one of the first. Not only when you were one of the first guests of this podcast, you were one of the first guests of my tenure hosting this podcast. So you're you're one of the first in many ways. Chris, you still got me? Sam, I think I think you lost them, Sam. Sam. I'm here. Uh I still oh. hear Chris. Oh, I don't yeah, hear Chris. Yeah, it's just one of those weird, weird things where it's just like, you know. I hear okay. Chris. Okay, I hear Chris now. Something happened with me. Maybe, maybe there was a, a bad connection here. But I got everything. Sorry about that, guys. I'm back. It wasn't uh, my fault, people. It wasn't this my time, fault. This time, that's the key point. Yeah, it wasn't my uh, fault this time. Yeah, it wasn't my fault. So let's jump right into it. <laughs> let's talk trade deadline. The Devils have been tied to a lot of rumors. I want to ignore the Jesper Bratt rumor for just a moment because we'll get to that next. But first, I want to talk about. Just the team in general. When you look at the, you know, when you look at the structure of this team, in past years there were some obvious pieces: the Kyle Paul Marys, the Travis Ajax, the Taylor Halls, the Sammy Vatnins. There were those pieces that clearly it made the most sense to trade them away um, because they were older, they had value. Um, this year, it seems like the only player that kind of fits in that mold is PK Subban, but. We've heard rumors about Zaka. There's a couple other players that are going into restricted free agency. Chris, what what do you see happening when the Devils attack uh, the trade deadline this year? Look, they're look they're they're looking they're looking for they're looking for value in every single way this year. They they really are. They're they're they're, they're circling the waters. They're they're checking everything out. They have to. They have no choice. Um, they they need to find value. They ideally would want returns that involve players that are let's face it more ready than some of the players that they have currently and it's 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 cold reality i mean they they have a few opportunities to honestly take advantage of some teams that let's face it are so far up against the cap that look it's it's like the song suspicious minds they're caught in a trap and they can't get out Mm mm-hmm so you, you guys got to think of it that way. I mean, do you have a team in mind that you think might be in that position? Well, there's a few. I mean, obviously, obviously, Vegas could and may not be the big, big one, depending on who comes back and who doesn't. At this point, uh, that that's one. Uh, there's there, there's the curious. You hate to say this. <laughs> Hi, Toronto. Um, you need a defenseman. Um, we we have somebody that is perfect for you. You know, does 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 the trade that's been kind of lollygagging around for the last year and a half finally happen with the Devils and Maple Leafs? Again, no, nobody really knows, and we know who that guy is, and he he creates a little bit of, I would say, spirited debate on Twitter. <laughs> Maybe almost as much as that other other rumor that that floated around in the last few days, but. These, there are players that you can get a little bit of value from, but it's not like everybody has said. It's not that clear cut, automatic. Hey, this guy's got to go. Um, so uh, are I'm there assuming guys that you we would like to see go? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you're talking about number 28s in your playbooks and and number 28s in most Devils fans' hearts. Is that is that is that who we're talking about when it comes to Toronto? Yeah, million dollar guy with a two cent head. Yeah, 
I, I love yeah. Damon, but sometimes just it's just it's how it is. And it's ha- as as I've said to many people, it's like <laughs> I made the mistake of saying it to him once, and he just looked at me like I had fifteen heads, and I'm like, dude. I was like, I'll take, I'll take you out right now. And he just looked at me and I'm like, you don't understand. I was like, I'm 140 pounds soaking wet now. I was like, I'll still take you out. I was like, and he's like, all right. He's like, I'll bite. I was like, I'm the person that followed Scott Niedermeyer to Anaheim and scared the crap out of him. It was coincidence. I happened to get married to somebody that lived in Southern California that was a Ducks fan. Total coincidence. uh, There you go. But but that's the thought process is you with this trade deadline in particular, never doesn't necessarily quite mean never because of what has happened this year. And whether so so let's get into that never say never mentality. Um, because I had a lot of people yelling at me this week, Chris, people were mad at me. Ooh. I said, Oh, they were saying the never say never crowd was saying never say never when it came to Jesper Bratt. And, uh, I have it on good authority that it's definitely not never. It's not easy. It's not definite, but it's not never. On Jesper Bratt. Jesper Bratt having the best season of his career. Point per game player. Certified top line player. Could have been an all-star. Should have been an all-star depending on who you ask. Um, but there's there's a directive that people are saying that the Devils want to shuffle the deck. A lot of people have assumed that meant Zaka. But would it, it would make a lot more sense to shuffle the deck with Bratt because you'd get more value. But... What what are your thoughts? What what should the Devils do with Jesper Ratt? Do you sell high on a guy who's about to get paid, or do you you know keep an asset who's twenty three years old? Look, I, I will I will say this in the most simplest of ways. If it's up to me, which it's definitely not, <laughs> and I, I I've heard probably more rumors than than I really want to um, about Jesper Bratt. It is true. I mean. They are exploring on selling as high as humanly possible. But if they don't get something that absolutely wows them, they're going to sign them to a new deal. There's, there's no, no doubt about it. But if you don't go into this deadline and you go, hey, I didn't maximize every possible avenue, I want Tom Fitzgerald fired on the spot. Because yeah. there are enough avenues that at least take shots. It doesn't mean that he had to make a trade necessarily, but that he actually explored. Because, look, I'll be honest with you. There's there, there's some of these deadlines and the draft and such. I don't think he did his due diligence necessarily, and he got caught. And then he had to react in free agency, for example. And he made the moves that he did. I mean, it, 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 this, is a, this is going to be one of those deadlines that it will be talked about for some time. Because, remember... This is not the draft to be the, in the prime position for, in theory, because you never you never know. I mean, look, we we thought the draft a couple of years ago would be great, and it went, <laughs> and everybody just went dull. I, I I still it's like what the draft I think it was two thousand eighteen or two thousand nineteen. It was the one where everybody got sick or injured, like in the second half of the season. It, it's just one of those like freak things where it's like it looked like it looked like the best draft in sliced blood, and it just went completely south. And it proved it, you know, other than a few few picks. So what I want to emphasize to people is it's hard to believe that there's only nineteen days until the trade deadline, and that it Get seems close. like. Yeah, we're close, and the chatter is definitely picking up. I mean, I could I could tell people right off the bat that look, there's there's several teams interested in quite a few Devils players, and it's just it's a question of the prices coming down, guys. I mean, right now the prices are it's it's like anything supply. It's like it's like evil supply and demand in this case because yeah. you have you have that salary cap specter. It's going to be flat for at least another couple of years, we think. You know, we hope that it goes up at some point because that actually helps trade value eventually. Yeah. But right now, it's just 
we're, we're kind of in a holding pattern. I mean, you're not, you're not, you're hearing a lot, but you're actually not seeing very much. Sounds weird, right? Yeah. Um, let me ask you one quick thing, Thanks. kind of on that, on that, on that topic. Uh, you know, Elliot Friedman, uh, I think this is, I, I can't remember if he just said it on the Jeff Merrick show or on 31 Thoughts. Basically, he was talking to Jeff Merrick, as he usually is. Um, but he said that, he was talking about Vancouver, and this was before the Devils, you know, kicked the doors in on Vancouver. But um, he was talking about how they might be inclined to make a move because they're a team that's in Canada. And Canada, for a long time, did not let a lot of fans in. So that first round playoff gate might be a little more important to them than it might be for say Vegas or say Anaheim. Well, you know, even Anaheim was, you know, they, they, they were dealing with not full capacity crowds longer than teams like the devils or the Tampa Bay lightning or things like that. So what do you think that that, do you think maybe some of these Canadian teams might, or maybe some of these, you know, Pacific teams that are fighting for playoff spots, might be more inclined to make a big move trying to get that playoff gate? Or do you think that that's not really a factor? Look, it has a little bit of an impact. I mean, An- Anaheim, obviously, because they've, they've, they've held in for so long. And, and just when you thought that, oh, maybe uh, this, this could be it for them, they go and beat Boston last night. Um, was, was it a perfect game? No. But they won. And that's, that's, at this point, that's all that matters is them accumulating two points as many times as humanly possible before the deadline. Um, LA is a team that everybody is going to be keeping an eye on. And it, 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 it's right now, the laser focus with LA is on, is on um, Chitron from, from Arizona. It, it, it's, it's been so ridiculously narrow minded. There's like this. I mean, there's like a beacon. It's going off, and it keeps going off. The same player, but if for some reason Arizona cannot make that deal, LA is not going to stand pat. They are going to try and take a kick at this. Um, they're another one of those teams that, yeah, they could use a little bit of. They could use not only a little bit of the money, but they want to win. Their their win their window at least with their top guys is short, and that's being kind. Um, Andre Kopitar is having a renaissance type year. Drew Doughty, if he can stay healthy, is having a pretty good year. Dare I say it? Um, you know, even even Dustin Brown, you know, before National Pancake Day, was doing halfway decent. I know it. I know it passed. I know. Um, but overall, look at LA and Anaheim, Vancouver. Vancouver's a weird team, guys. Nobody really knows what Vancouver is going to do. Their their brain trust has just gotten kind of the lay of the land of their team. And that's why you see a lot of rumors going around with them in all sorts of directions. And you're right. There's, there's one side of this that you see rumors aimed towards them making the playoffs. You see another group of rumors that see them selling. You see a third group that it's just like, well, I don't know. <laughs> and it's kind of somewhere it's kind of somewhere in the middle. You're trying to guess um, and I've talked I've Mark Mark and I go back and forth all the time. The arguments we have on on, on direct message should probably be their own 31 thoughts and it would <laughs> probably be ridiculously successful. But especially with Vancouver, I would love to see them move Connor Garland. It's like it's it's so far on my wish list, but it's never gonna it's not gonna happen this year. You don't think at, so. le- at least not this not during the, not during the trade deadline. And if it does, it's going to be something that comes it comes as something. Basically, if he gets moved, guys, it's because Plan A and B got screwed up for Vancouver, and they got sort of caught. They didn't want to get completely out of out of the sweepstakes. And they decided to make a move, not for the necessarily sake of making one, but because they really had to do something. I mean, Vancouver's in a cap hell of cap hell. Yeah. Obviously, they're not the only team in that position. God, you look at you know, you look at a team like Montreal. Even wow, that's just 
You have nine players on the LTIR guy. Yep. That's a lot. Whole yeah. slew of players on LTIR. And they're over the cap. And they're one of the worst. I mean, that's, that's what's going to make this trade deadline different. What shakes first? And I, I hold out this hope. It's a slim chance, guys, that you see one of the very rare things in hockey. You see this in other sports a post-trade deadline trade for somebody that's ineligible for the playoffs that frees a team of cap space. Yeah. Not and, and that's the thing. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't know is that the trade deadline is only the trade deadline because of that playoff cutoff. It's not because of you're not allowed to make trades afterwards. You can make trades. It's just, you know, the Devils can make trades with the Sabres in April if they want to. They could. I mean, it's something that hasn't been hasn't been done in a very long time. But with the way the salary cap is structured, and the way you have certain teams like look like Vegas, especially if they want to bring guys back, it's not going to be easy for them. It's a way for them to don't want to say circumvent on this show because we know the history with New Jersey and circumvention, mm. um, or quote unquote, um, the touchy subject, but. <laughs> It's one, it's one of those things where I – and Vegas may not be the only team that explores this. Um, you know, t- Toronto kind of lucked out because, well, Jake Cousin got hurt again. Um, but they still might be in a position if they try to add somebody where they, that's a possibility. Uh, Colorado right now, if they can't kind of finagle – Colorado is really hoping and praying that Bo Byram comes back, guys. They are, yeah. they are, they are, they are on pins and needles right now because if he comes back, let's say a week left in the trade deadline, they'll ship Sam Gerrard right out the door. He's had a bad season. He's had a brutal year. What a five! I think he's a five million AAV right now. Right around, it's, it's around like that Last year, that looked like one of the that best looked contracts. Like a great signing, in the right? NHL. It looked like a great contract. Now he, he's, it's you know, just, he looks like Ty Smith out there. Mentally, mentally, nobody knows what. I'm sure it'll come out after the season, but something mentally is not right there. It, it just isn't. It's like the wires are crossed. Everything is snowballed, but. He would be one of those players that trade it tomorrow if Byram comes back quick enough. And that's another question mark in of itself because nobody knows with uh, Byram's repeated concussion history if he's able to come back in time. So that's, Chris, a, let me, uh, that, that's another team. Yep. Go right ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, let's, let's shift gears a little bit. I uh, don't want to keep you too much longer, but we, we do want to kind of get to two quick yeah, things right. about what the Devils are doing on the ice. Um, you know, you, you talk about everything going wrong season from hell. That's exactly what the devils are going through right now. Everybody's been hurt. Everybody's, you know, there's been a COVID outbreak. Um, every, you know, the, the goalie situation is what it is. So I can't sit here and say this is Lindy Ruff's fault, right? Per se. Um, but fans are going to want heads to roll after the season. You know, somebody needs to take responsibility. And and what that means, take blame when you're in last place in the Metropolitan Division, despite uh, a record terrible season from Philly and, you know, a, a pretty clear cut and dry top four and bottom four. You're still the worst of the bunch. What do you see happening with Lindy Ruff? Do you think the Devils are going to give him another chance or do you think they're going to try to hit the reset button? This is the biggest question that I've seen, and I've gone back and forth with this. There's one one coach that needs to go, and I hate to do it because it it, it ruffles a lot of feathers. But he should have never been here this year in the first place, and that's probably Elaine Nazardine, for better or for worse. Hmm. If you make a regime change of sorts, like Tom Fitzgerald did, you have to cut. He needed to cut the Pittsburgh court. If, if you're going to go with Lindy Ruff, you needed to cut the Pittsburgh court. It's cold. 
I mean, look, it's cold. It's Cali. Yeah. I understand that. But it was clear that it wasn't working. And there are still certain defensemen on this team that will not go on the record and say this. It's not working. There's one defenseman in particular that kind of doesn't want him here. I won't say which one, but he may be involved in a rumor or three. It's not a secret. He can say publicly what he said, but people know. And if somebody is going to take a fall, that makes kind of the most sense. And it's weird because, look, we've talked about this a few times. Yeah. The devil's penalty kill, other than a little he- that that the bubble hiccup, as I'm going to call it, or the bubble guppy, and then the early part of this year. Since the early part of this year, the Devils actually have one of the top eight penalty kills in the league. It's good, shockingly enough, which is pretty good. But you know what? That only accounts for about one sixth of the hockey game, typically. And unfortunately, the other 50 or so minutes are a problem. <laughs> so is that is that all goaltending? Well, goaltending definitely does not help. So, you know, you, you have that. You have the other factor, which is you have an organization that kind of screwed up with an injury with, to a certain goalie. Mm-hmm. So how do you rectify that? You can't blame anyone there other than looking in the mirror so yeah. the logical head to fall is probably nazardine at this point recce gets sort of like a short leash maybe and russ probably gets the same type of short leash where it's like okay well now next year there's just zero excuses and that's it i mean it's, yeah. it, it's unfortunate because that's not the answer that I would say 80 to 90% of Devils fans are looking for guys. It just isn't. I, I know. I get it. It's frustrating. Because believe me, I'd want them all gone myself. I honestly, there's a part of me that still does. But I get it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it is hard. That's, it, the, it, that's it, the problem. It's hard to, to, to can them after this year. You know, because like, you know, you look at the excuses, you know, Dougie Hamilton gets hurt on, on something weird. Mackenzie Blackwood and Jonathan Bernier both get hurt. Miles Wood gets hurt in the pre in preseason. Um, and Jack Hughes breaks his shoulder in the second game of the season. You know, there's, there's excuse after excuse after excuse. Um, where it kind of falls off is you, you mentioned the mismanagement of the, of your starting goalie. And not only did you I can't cause a lot of losses directly by playing him through a heel injury that he's been gone for weeks now with, but you probably hurt the kid's confidence. And he went from a guy who thought he could make Team Canada as the starter to a guy who's yeah. you know has some of the worst statistics in the league. So I think that's the situation where you have to rectify some things. And that kind of transitions into our final point. Uh, Chris, I, 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 I got to ask about the goalies and what, you know, that's Nico Dawes has at least been watchable the past few games. Um, you know, after a rough start to the season, in the NHL, he's been amazing in, in the AHL, but he's had a rough go of it when he put on the New Jersey devils Jersey. What, what do you think that the devils do with this position? John Gillies has not been good the past, two weeks um there are goalies that are available because of this olympic thing but you know you you gotta you gotta figure it out um and you know i'm sure strife in in europe is is gonna hurt that getting players over uh, you know we don't have to get into it but you know it's it's just the reality of the situation um what do you think the devils do do they are we seeing the john gillies nico dawes pairing for the rest of the season I mean, they might have to do it that way. Um, nobody, nobody wants to do that, but look, you're not going to disturb what's going on in Utica right now. You, 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 you just can't. It's like, just leave, leave, leave it be. Let them, let them make the playoffs, win some rounds, beat Toronto. Yeah. Let's, basically, in a sense, guys, if you think about it, remember, 
couple of years ago, pre-COVID, they had that run and then COVID hit. Yeah. So this would kind of be like their chance to go, hey, you know, this is what we could have done had it not been for COVID hit. Because they were the hottest team in the AHL at that point. And it's almost forgotten by everybody. So you have to you have to at least give a mulligan there and make sure that 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 team is as preserved as possible. Um, you know, but like like you said, the the problem then becomes what do you do with the goaltending? And if there's someone out there that's reasonably cheap, they're going to explore it at least, at least as a backup for Dawes. Um, because Dawes cannot play back to back games, and we. You know, we saw it again. You know, they, they tried it, and you couldn't blame them because we saw what Gillies did against Chicago, and I'm still trying to unsee that, guys. I'm sorry. It's really, really bad. Um, there, there were goals given up that, I mean, look, I know beer league goalies that would not get it, – it's, it's just a matter of fact. There's beer league goalies that would give up goals that bad, and it, it, you just can't have that. I mean – I think his goal, goals expected dropped by about three in one game. I mean, that's that's, you, you, that's just you just can't have it. So yeah, it's being explored. I'm sure it is. Uh, you got to have some kind of semi-veteran influence that's better than John Gilly. Um, it did like, like we said. You know, this is a team that has to get it right this summer, especially since in the last five years. They've basically hurt. They've hurt two goalies, if you think about it. Um, there was the delay in Corey Schneider's surgery. Then yeah. he finally had the surgery, and he was never right from it. And now you have you have McKenzie Blackwood. I mean, look, who had all these problems with lateral movement. He finally gets that fixed. They bring in a figure skating coach of all people. It works. He becomes one of these really good up and coming goalies. And then this happens. So this, I don't care how long it takes for him to recover, but if surgery is the absolute best option, you're doing it. And that's it. This cannot be screwed up. And if that means you have a year where you have to go out and stomach and find some kind of veteran goalie to sell you along, you're going to have to do it. And that's it. I mean, you're going to have to, they're going to have to take a little more medicine, and no fan wants to hear this. But do do you risk that, or do you go for it? And that's the that's the question that Thompson Gerald has to ask himself, and then answer it this summer, not six, not not twelve months from now, not in like right before training camp. But it's got it's got to be done by no later than July first. He's got. He's got. Yeah. He's got to go into free agency knowing what he's going to do. Yeah, I, uh, I, I agree with pretty much everything you just said. You know, I, I think that the Devils are they're facing an offseason of truth. They, they, they have to figure it out. Um, Chris, this has been great. I really appreciate you coming on, giving some of your expertise, breaking some rumors. Um, Chris, you know, you, you're right for just about everywhere. So why don't you take a second, promote what you got coming up, tell everybody where they can find your stuff and, and what articles you're especially excited about coming up lately. The, the joke is, let me take a really deep breath. Okay. Um, all right. For those that don't know, I do work with Mark Eason over at uh, my, my NHL Rumors. We do a lot of those little, those little vignette stories that you'll see. Um, we're going to be doing something in the next, I hope by next week where we start doing a sort of trade trending bot barometer of players that their trade value is going up or their trade value is going down. Look again, we always preface by saying this, that is, is subjective with a little bit of objectivity mixed in. So, so it's not, it's not perfect. It's a snapshot in time. Don't shoot the messenger, for example. Um, Obviously, that that's one thing. Uh, another thing that we're doing that I'm doing as always is I, I'm writing more betting articles than I can freaking hang my hat on. And you can find literally something everywhere, whether it's from sports betting dime, whether it's Vegas betting, Canadian betting sites, K 
Canada sports betting. Yeah, I know it's it's a lot, and and of course, do not, do not forget, guys. The most important thing, of course, is I I still do occasionally put some of my thoughts on, online occasionally, and do a few podcasts now and then, talking about obviously the Devils and well, a lot a lot of other teams as well. But the one thing that I'm most excited about, um, obviously, is something that I can kind of let out of the bag. I am going to be going up to Utica, hopefully for round number uno of the oh. HL playoffs to uh, wow. cover them. That is that is that is the plan, guys. If if, if COVID willing, everything goes well. Because I found out today that my niece now can go to doubles games. There you go. Um, yeah, she go figure. Gets gets the exemption the day that the mask mandate is going to be lifted. Huh. There you go. You um, gotta admit it's funny. It's like one of those things. So uh, again, everybody, look. As I said, I'm on Twitter. Chris Wassel DFS. Ask freaking questions. Don't be shot. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I'm not gonna answer your question. It's three o'clock in the morning, and I'm watching the Paralympics. I- I'm gonna answer your question. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just that's just how it is. I'm not the average. I never will be, guys. It, it, it's what's gotten me this far. And it's going to keep getting you further and further. And that's why we appreciate you, Chris Wassel. Uh, we'll always help promote what you got going on. You promote us all the time. We appreciate the partnership. A very good friend of the podcast, Chris Wassel, DFS, a must-follow over the next three weeks while we head into the trade deadline to see what's going on. Chris Thanks for coming on, and we'll have you on again soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Thanks, Chris. Uh, That is Chris Wassel. You can find him on Twitter at Chris Wassel DFS. Possibly going to Utica. Sam, you you saw he snuck in there that the Jesper Bratt rumors are at at least have a semblance of truth, and I I told you that. I told you that I have people oh, telling me about the semblance. Well, the semblance, Sam. Let me tell you something. I, I'm going to tell you something. Buy low, sell high. It's an interesting question about Jesper Bratt right now. What would you give? Uh, what would you want in return? Would you give up Jesper Bratt? It's a debatable question. I think everybody's on the block. And you know what? The 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 ownership group has a past where they've done this before. They sold very high on Michael Carter Williams when he was with the 76ers. And the guy never hit the peaks he had when he was younger. So they have a tried and true system where this works in the past. I think the Devils of now are in a different spot than the Sixers of then. I think the Sixers are still in the you know in relative beginning of their rebuild. I personally think they don't make the move. Hockey is a little different. I don't think anybody's going to step up to the plate. I think it's smart to make him available. I don't think it's smart to make a move based on what I see people offering. I just don't. I don't. I don't. What do you? What is anybody going to offer right now? You to make a move that makes sense. The Devils would have to trade. You know, the only assets that are available, Sam, on like on um uh on playoff caliber teams is like Jake DeBrusque. You know, Vladimir Tarasenko. You're not trading Jesper Bratt for those players. I love Tarasenko. I will I would do a lot of things to get him on this Devils team. And I would be very excited. I've loved his entire career. You're not trading Jesper Bratt for Vladimir Tarasenko. That's just not what the value is. Um I don't know, Sam. I'm I'm in a spot right now where I, I'm curious of what happens next. I'm looking forward to the next few weeks. 
And, you know, Chris talking about the pieces he's got. Pucks and Pitchworks.com is going is just going to be a content machine. From, for the next 19 days, we're going to have as many trade Woo. deadline articles that I could possibly think of. Every single angle. And that's that's what I wanted to bring up to you guys. You know, Ramona Rice is mad at me in the comment section, Sam. I, I've pissed off another customer. Another unhappy customer with Nick Villano. She's unhappy with me because of my mentions of trading Brat and and the situation at hand. And I'm sorry, Ramona, and everybody out there who's been yelling at me. I've I've lost followers. I probably hurt your listenership <laughs> just for this week. They always leave for a week. They come back after a week, and I know that they do, so I don't stop what I'm doing because they always come back. You don't know why, Sam? Because if it's out there, I'm writing about it. If it's out there, I'm tweeting about it. If it's out there, I'm podcasting about it. If it's out there, I'm going to talk about it. And I'm going to continue to do that. Because it's what's made me popular today. It's going to make you mad sometimes. It's going to make you not like what I have to say. But I'm going to tell you what my opinion is. And I'm never going to hold back. I'm never going to play politics with you. You know, even though Chico... Last week, you hear me said I, I I gave him a political answer, but I'm never <laughs> going to play politics with you. I'm going to at all times tell you what I think of the situation, um, and maybe I burnt bridges for it. You know, maybe that's why uh, you know certain members of a certain team aren't on this podcast anymore. And you know what, Sam? That you know, I think you're okay with that. I think I'm okay with that. I think that if I don't think I'm, I'm I'm never going to bite my tongue because of the ramifications of what I actually think. I'm going to think through my thoughts so I don't say something stupid because that's always on the table. But I'm always going to give my true and utter opinion. Um, and Ramona Rice is asking why Brett. Ramona, again, I wouldn't trade Brett. I, if I was in charge with the Devils, I wouldn't be trading Brett. But you you heard it. You heard it from Chris. He's out there. He's he's mentioned the Devils are not hanging up the phone. Is probably how I would put it. They if you call them and say Jesper Bratt, they don't say no. They say go on. <laughs> you know, it's the conversation doesn't end there. It ends if you ask about Nico Heischer. It ends if you ask about Jack Hughes. It probably ends if you ask about Mackenzie Blackwood, but he's hurt, so that's a moot point. It probably... I would say it ends at Dawson Mercer. I don't think they're trading him either. And and Luke Hughes. That's probably the only... You know, you could probably even get... Holtz, I think, is close to a hang-up. There are a couple things that concern the team from, from a couple... There's a couple concerning things as far as the outside of the scoring parts of the game, but I think overall, I think that they're they're happy with the entire um, uh, structure of his game so far. Um, but there's a lot. So tomorrow, um, the Devils or uh, Pucks and Pitchforks is going to have a fun article. This is just fun. I'm not making up any of these trades. Cat, if you're if you're familiar with the cat friendly armchair GM. I perused to see what other teams' fans are proposing in trade deadlines, trades, and I'm commenting on those. So we got trades for Severson, we got trades for Subban, we got trades for Zaka, a, a bunch of different trade deadline ideas from different teams, and just kind of seeing what other teams are willing to give up for these assets. You know what their fans are willing to give up. It's it's a it's a nice think piece. It's a nice. It's just an entertainment value piece, Sam. That's coming out this week. Uh, I'm going to do a draft piece. I hope that'll be up by the weekend. I'm going to shoot for Friday, but uh, I got plans with the wife. So, you know, we got to work around that. But hopefully that'll definitely be up by Saturday. Um, And then, you know, this weekend we're going to have a bunch of trade deadline pieces. And then next week we're going to have a bunch of trade deadline pieces. And the week after, we're going to have a bunch of trade deadline pieces. And Sam, we, we, you know, March, was it, what was it, March? It's 19 days from now. Is it March 20th? 
or 21st? It's 21st, 21st, right? 21st. March Monday. 21st. Monday. Two weeks from Monday. Trade deadline. I'm going to, you know, we all know I work the overnights. I'm going to wake up early at noon. And I'm going to be here tweeting with you. Sam, I'm sure you're going to be you're going to be around doing stuff. We'll be doing stuff. We'll figure we'll figure out the whole kit and caboodle. I don't know my uh, schedule yet. Oh uh, well, I, that I'll, day I'm trying to work it. There will be articles as soon as the trade goes down, as long as it doesn't happen between 7 a.m. and noon. As soon as the trade goes down, an article will go out. It'll be like that. As soon as the trade goes down, an article will go out. Every single time, you will have instant reactions on March 19th. Pucksandpitchforks.com is the place to be, Sam. We're going to get articles all day, all day, all day. Yeah. I Just to further the point, because Pucksandpitchforks.com is going to have all this great content. Thinking about Jesper Bratt, if it was for a player, if it's just Jesper Bratt alone and you're getting pieces back, unless Connor McDavid's name's in there, I would say no to every single trade. If Brad were to be traded, it would probably be packaged in a blockbuster deal with maybe potentially Severson. That's the only th- th- scenario I think that Brat would ever leave the Devils. I don't think you trade Brat for a couple pieces. You know, unless unless a team is so hurting with the salary cap, because I'll tell you what, what Jesper Bratt has done this year, forget about the stats. You know I'm not a stats guy. I don't like analytics. Uh, he's become a leader in the locker room, and that's that's something that the money can't buy. So unless you bring somebody of that caliber that's in a different league than Jesper Bratt, I don't want to – I just think – I don't think any team, like you're saying – could even offer anything unless he's part of a package, a much, much, much bigger deal, which would be a complete shakeup of the team. And I don't think Tom Fitzgerald is ready to do that. So I don't think he's going anywhere. But I think yeah. I, but I, I think I think what they're doing right now is appraising, seeing what p- teams are going to offer, use that market value, and then analyze. But and you made a great point with the. With the Sixers, um, you know, this is not basketball. It's a completely yeah. different sport. Uh, again, leadership leaders don't grow on trees in the NHL. Some players have it. Some players don't. Brat put a focus on, on that the last few years, and he comes into training camp uh, this, uh, this past, you know, back in September. He said, I want to be part of the core leadership. He literally said that, and we're like, well, what do you, what, you need to get benched again in order that happen? But you know what? He hasn't been benched in a while, and he's been very consistent. So um, to Ramona's point, nobody wants Bratt to be traded, but just like any other player on the team, you're always listening to offers. You try to, you know, you try to appraise, you know, what each player is worth in the trade market. That's it's it's business. It's it's nothing personal against Brat. I hope he, I hope he stays with the Devils for a very long time. You know, you don't get these type of players too often. You don't. You don't. Six um, round. Six round pick. Man, it's it's only what is it? Five players in his draft class have more points than him. And he's the six round pick. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, I guess uh, wrapping up, Nick, PucksandPitchForks.com. Yeah, PucksandPitchForks.com. I got to talk to you about some article ideas off air because I don't want to say it on air. Because then, then I get a, you know, sometimes I get writer's block or whatever. But um, trade deadline is always fun. It's a good time to troll. <laughs> Would you trade Jack Hughes? <laughs> All right. That, that one's oh, not, getting off. We were... That's not getting off the cutting yeah. room floor. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> the case to tr- trade Jack Hughes. 
Oh, that would be. Uh, uh, I bet you even. Uh, I don't know. That that can damage the brand. So, but anyway, I'm I'm only kidding around. But want to thank all those listening in today, watching us. Beware, Devils Rangers this Friday. We've got uh, game day live, Vinny Parisi and I, and also Devils After Dark this Friday. But also go to pucksandpitchforks.com because it's that time of year, Nick. We're here. You guys sometimes pump out so many articles, I don't even know what to do with myself. It's just like I, I would have to spend an entire afternoon analyzing what you guys are saying, the opinions, and then, of course, at Pitchfork Puck, the comments. That's what I look forward to in the next few weeks. <laughs> the, the, the Twitter is going to be on fire. Go follow us at yeah. Pitchfork Puck. Yeah, God forbid I say something stupid, like trading Jack Hughes, Mr. Turnover. <laughs> Listen, there, there's been times I've I've had to mute conversations because I'm like, yep. I've gotten all I needed to get out of this conversation. We're moving on. But yes, yeah, Sam. But, we're, we're done. By for the, the way, night. I don't we're mute. I don't mute. I actually enjoy. I'm. I'm actually enjoyed the nonsense. Oh, I, I <laughs> I'll take it for a minute, especially if it's my nonsense. If I wrote the nonsense, yeah. I'll. I'll. I'll defend the nonsense. But you know, sometimes you just got to walk away from the nonsense, Sam. Oh, one more plug before we go. The Dawes Pound. Tuesday night, Todd's Lounge 973 before the Devils take on the Colorado Avalanche. Little Fireboy is driving down from Nova Scotia to meet up. Little Fireboy, shout out on YouTube Live. Anyway, all right, that's it, Nick. I'll see you later. I'll see you next week. Till next time, let's go, Devils. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.